like thinking I did a good job. I'm okay. gonna pass it. Ah, okay. Yes, theme. No, uh, I take the I don't know about that because last year, like I feel like you really committed last year. You did what pretty did he wear last year. I don't the know. Trump he was a Trump supporter, you wear the hat and everything. And wearing that hat is a commitment. Oh, you know, I dressed as Kanye West last year, actually. Yes. That was commitment. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you guys tune in uh, next week at 10 p.m. Eastern for our Halloween spectacular. And with that being said, let's get to some fighting the power. Hey. Just as the House GOP appeared to be locked in a protracted power struggle, a surprising turn of events took center stage earlier today after hours of heated negotiations and debates. Representative Tom Emmer has replaced Jim Jordan as a leading contender for Speaker of the House. Emmer, a seasoned Republican leader known for his unwavering commitment to conservative values, has garnered significant support from both moderate and hardline factions within the GOP, his candidacy theme at some as a unifying force, comes at a very pivotal moment for the party because they haven't had a speaker in about three weeks. The nomination represents a potential shift in the Republican Party's direction, or so we thought. Um, he's also supposed to be running against Byron Donald, which is uh, the dex of uh, the GOP. <laughs> One of my favorite guys. He's ridiculous. Byron's not winning. <laughs> by Byron, Kevin Hearn, and Mike Johnson. Uh, so basically people who uh, really aren't senior members of the Republican Party that no one ever heard of. Uh, Trump isn't a fan um, of one Tom Emmer saying that he's a rhino, Republican in name only, who I don't know well is not one of them. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA make America great again. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilyan Omar that Muslim then did me. He's totally out of touch with the Republican voters. That's what Trump had to say. And here's what Republican Congressman Ken Buck had to say about the whole thing and why, you know, although he might have voted for Tom Emmer, doesn't mean that he likes him. No, he did not vote for Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is so, a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that, you voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim Yeah, but, but you... That's where we're at. Um, it's, it's quite crazy. Uh, we still don't have a Speaker of the House because um, soon thereafter, Tom Emmer dropped out of the race. Uh, he lasted literally a half a day. He won it in the morning. He was done by 124. It's crazy. He won the Republican vote to be the speaker as far as, you know, him getting to the floor. And then he didn't even make it to the floor for a vote. It's insane. Um, Marge has details on why that happened. He voted for the Democrats' gay marriage bill that allows churches to be sued if they don't support gay marriages. Um, he also, uh, you know, once had had supported the voting rights of the national voting movement that was completely against what we stand for um, so that we can't have that for a speaker of the house but i'm glad tom uh, has dropped out of the race and we've got to work hard to find someone that does support president trump and does support republican voters across the country 
those uh, <laughs> voting rights. Yeah, we stand completely against that. <laughs> Absolutely. They, that? She proudly just said that she stands <laughs> against voting rights. Yeah. <laughs> and gay rights, too. But you know what sticks out to me the most is she's just like, we're looking for someone who, and she said with a straight face, proudly supports Donald Trump. What does Donald Trump doesn't have the nomination? He's not the president. Okay. Like, why does supporting him matter? Like, why is that like a claim to fame for that's the how they pander to their base? Like, because that's they're all their base about Donald Trump. Like, they need to get beyond this Donald Trump thing that the Republican Party would be more tolerable if they would stop pandering to Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump literally made a statement that says um, he did not support MAGA. He didn't support like it was all about Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with his values, had nothing to do with what he believes in, what he stands for. They say he didn't grovel. He didn't beg for it enough. And that's what they were like. He doesn't he doesn't care about the value of a Trump endorsement. Like who gives a shit? Like what's wrong with these people? They're insane. They're insane. Now he is the most popular person in the party still is Donald Trump. So maybe that's doesn't why matter. they have to get past this era. Like I want Donald Trump to die out. And just oh, okay. Let's get out. I'm glad careful you said enough. that. Careful. <laughs> Not die like a person. I mean like this this effect to die out. Yeah, yeah, but he's also 80, so you, you can't say things like that. God might hear this, but like, done. <laughs> we definitely don't want Trump to die, at least not now, because then we won't have this. This week in Trump, this week in Trump. This week in Trump, this week in Trump. Yes, we keep Trump around for entertainment value only on this show. Um, in a shocking twist, some of his allies have begun pleading guilty to charges related to their involvement in efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Among those who have entered guilty pleas are former Trump attorney Sidney Powell on the left and longtime Trump advisor Lynn Wood. These individuals have played prominent roles in pushing unstantiated claims of election fraud and attempting to undermine the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Now, Trump has denied that Sidney Powell is his lawyer. He wrote on True Social, um, saying, despite the fake news reports to the contrary, and without even reaching out to ask the Trump campaign, Miss Powell was not my attorney and never was. In fact, she would have been conflicted. Miss Powell did a valiant job of representing a very unfairly treated and governmentally abused General Mike Flynn, but to no avail. That um, seems to go against this right here, where Trump, you know, seems to have. Oh, sorry. Where Trump has uh, made claims that he has once been represented by one Sidney Powell. Um, here we go. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, this is um, representative of our legal team. We're representing uh, President Trump and we're representing the Trump campaign. Uh, when I finish, uh, Sidney Powell and then and then Jenna Ellis will follow me, and we will present. In brief, the evidence that we've collected over the last, I guess it is two weeks. Also, uh, Joseph Geneva and Victoria Tenzing are here with me. There are a lot more lawyers working on this, but we're the, I guess we're the, we're the senior lawyers. <laughs> and Boris Epstein. What? Oh, sweaty Rudy. He's uh, out of breath then. <laughs> uh, so clearly announcing that Sidney Powell's a part of their team. Um, someone else who has since gone the way of 
the snitch, Mark Meadows, <laughs> granted immunity, has told the special counsel that he warned Trump about his 2020 claims, saying that Trump was being dishonest with the public the whole time. And, you know, he, uh, he was wrong for involving himself in such a plot to overthrow the government. He adds that obviously we didn't win um, and saying that Trump has once considered him a special friend and a great chief of staff, quote unquote, as good as it gets. So that's one part of Trump, rough, rough week to start. You know, he's losing some support. People are falling out on him. Uh, seems like he's going down because <laughs> people are talking left and right. DA Fonnie Willis has gotten people to talk um, in exchange, I guess, for some immunity. Um, mm -hmm. He also forgot that he posted this to Twitter. I look forward to Mary Giuliani spearheading the legal effort to defend our right to free and fair elections. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, Joseph DeNoia, Victoria Tosing, Sidney Powell, clearly he wrote this on Twitter, <laughs> acknowledging that they are his wonderful lawyers and representatives. Um, so we'll see how far this goes with Trump. Not looking great, though. In other Trump news, apparently he wants to punch Biden in the nose. Remember when Biden? I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. I dream of that. You know what I do with him? Oh, I dream. Oh, oh, oh. I'd hit him right in that fake nose. That fake nose. They'd have plastic lying all over the floor. But I don't want to say that. So when he says it, they say, oh, he said, remember when he was doing that? I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. You know what you do with him? You just look at him and you go like this. But so he can say that and they say, oh, did you hear him? If I said it, they'd say I was violent. I was violent. Eight, Joe. Eight him. He demolished him. He said, I don't even got. He got my vote just If it's Trump plastic all over the place. If it's Trump versus Biden again, 2024, this right here alone, I'm voting for Trump. Grow up. Um, he did point to that nose, though. That was very nasty. <laughs> since, when does, since when does Joe Biden have plastic plastic face? Like, I think oh, that he got a new face last week. I said that? I think you did. Didn't someone say he had a new face last week? I think Joe Biden doesn't look like he, he don't look refreshed. Maybe he's got a nap, but he don't look like he has plastic surgery. He do. Donald does. Donald definitely plastic surgery. That is, that is just orange paint. Plastic all over the place. I love I it. An ice cream paint job. That was an ice cream paint job on his face. <laughs> Very nasty by Trump. So that was uh, this week and Donald Trump light week for him. Here's the latest on a dispute that has emerged following the release of American hostages Judith and Natalie Renan by Hamas. Controversial activist Sean King claimed to have played a significant role in their release, but this has been met with strong denials from the Renan family. It all started with the post on social media that you can see her on the screen where Sean King stated that he worked frantically behind the scenes, quote unquote, to make this possible, talking about their release. The full post reads, Hamas has just freed the teenager Natalie Renan and her mother. I'm grateful. As I said last week, Natalie and her family have been supporters of mine and protested police violence in America alongside us. I am also thankful for the Qatari government for helping to negotiate this. Dozens of us worked frantically behind the scenes to help make this possible. I spoke to Natalie's family this afternoon. 
and they are anxiously awaiting more updates. So this happened and people were like, Sean King, what the hell are you talking about? You're not a part of the US government. You always want to be in the mix. We don't understand what you're talking about. Um, and <laughs> the same thing happened to that family because they came out right away and said that, quote, Sean King's lying. In a statement obtained by a local Israeli news article, uh, the family appears to have no idea who Sean King is at all, uh, with them saying, today we came across a bizarre post on the Instagram page of one Sean King, who turns out to have millions of followers, who claims that our relative, Natalie Renan, supports the anti-Israeli messages he uploads to his page. First and foremost, we make it clear that he is lying. Our family does not and did not have anything to do with him, neither directly nor indirectly, not to him and not to anything he claims to represent. Do you do you know how bad things have to be to be <laughs> in the middle of a war and capture situation and to take time out to be like, oh, but by the way, Sean King is a liar. Like, you, things have to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Stock is at an all-time low. Uh, they continue, Natalie told us this morning was the first time in her life that she came across Sean King's name and his post after she finally got a phone call after two horrific weeks in captivity in Gaza and was looking for what was written about her while she was away. Sean King is trying to catch a ride on the great exposure that her kidnapping received all over the world and in the U.S. in particular. And the most ridiculous thing is that Natalie and her mother, Judith, are very active in Rabbi Heck's Jewish community in Chicago and the Shabbat house. And if Sean King knew them or their family, he would know that. End quote. Kill him. God. I believe them. I don't believe Sean King at all. But well, Sean had time. He posted some receipts. Um, as you can see here. A uh, statement from Ben Renan, the brother of Natalie Renan, the young hostage that was freed by Hamas. Ben, a longtime supporter of mine, was the American spokesperson for the family and first reached out for me to help on October 9th. So he followed that with a thread of receipts and records. Um, in those tweets and receipts and records, Sean King claimed that he'd been lobbying nonstop for Natalie's release behind the scenes with about 30 people who would normally never work together or get along, but he said that. You know, he had to do that. And then he claimed that the family was distancing himself um, from him because of pressure from the Israelis. So he posted some correspondence that he had with the brother Ben, uh, some text messages that he had with the brother Ben to try to prove himself as uh, being an actual ally in this whole situation for the family. So he, he has a bunch of these. I didn't go through and read all of them because I really don't care that much. But Natalie's father does, and his name is Yuri. He spoke to the Daily Beast. Um, and acknowledged that Natalie's brother Ben had been in contact with Sean King. However, comma, he still distanced the family from the activist, saying, we reached out to many people far and wide to bring Natalie and Judith back to safety. We are not affiliated with Mr. King. Um, we had nothing further to say. So again. So Hashan uh, was correct. Ah, oh, we're getting there. Oh, <laughs> are Yes, because their first statement said, oh. we do not, it says we have no dealings with Sean directly or indirectly. And now you're saying, but my son did talk to him. So uh, you, uh, but we didn't know he was talking to him. He said Ben was talking with him without anyone in the family knowing about it until today. 
I don't. I actually don't believe that. I actually believe Sean King now. Yeah, I think I believe Sean. In fact, I think that I make a motion to support Sean King as Speaker of the House. I think he should be Speaker of the House. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way. I I'm, I'm, I believe Sean King's story exactly. They must be getting pressure from the Israeli government based yeah. on the things that Sean King has been saying, which and the things he's been posting. If you guys follow him on social media, it's yeah. a lot. It's very. Um, yeah, it's too much. It's like, I don't know what he's trying to do by like showing blown up children and all that. Like, it's really bad. He's putting bad stuff on there. It's like, why are you even posting this? This is not helpful. But anyway, I'm sure they they want to distance themselves um, based on the fact that Sean King is like out of office rocker. So he, I believe that he did help them and talk to them and work with them. But now that they got what they needed from him, Time for him to go, which is completely understandable. Speaker Sean, Speaker Sean King, I like that. Actually, it's got a nice little ring to it, but no ties, right? Like I just went to his Instagram and it is busy. Very busy. <laughs> um, Very Sean, Sean King responded uh, to the Daily Beast after being called a liar. He said, "I spoke directly and repeatedly with this family. I have a job, career, and family. I would be throwing everything away to make such a thing up. Thankfully, I kept records of all of them." Um, and did have records. For the record, he did not respond when asked about whether any of his efforts played a role in the release, um, which was orchestrated by the Qatari government. Uh, he did not respond to that question, but he did respond to the first question. Because that part was a, that part was the reach. <laughs> no, no, I do think that. Yeah, right. Like it, it, with Sean King, it's like it's one of those things where it's like two truths and a lie. Like everything that you said, like some of it is yes, true, but there's something in there that's be a Sean King. Damn, he might as well take over the BS report. Sean King's BS report. This man is doing everything. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's that was the like there. That was the stretch. Like people mm -hmm. were like, see, I got receipts. You have no receipts of you actually being affected. Like that part did not happen. Endeavors because you weren't because your messages between the brothers. So, so like Tom Miller, he he won your vote initially, and then two hours later, he, he less than two hours. Less than two hours later, we're we eating him up again. <laughs> Look, we still don't have a speaker of the house. Things <laughs> where it's like, no, nah, that's a stretch. Like, don't try it. Exactly. All right, let's move to school. school. Disclaimer, the comments and opinions expressed by the Catholic World Talk Live do not in any way represent the thoughts, beliefs, or actions of Dexter Stuckey or his employers. The views shared by the cast on the show are their own and should not be attributed to Dexter Stuckey, his professional affiliations, or the organizations he may be associated with. Dexter Stuckey and his employers disclaim any responsibility or liability for the content and comments made by the cast on World Talk Live. Please consider this when interpreting and evaluating the content presented on the show. And with that, we proceed. <laughs> Wait, you can't push something up like that and then cut to me laughing. Like, are, we are, we are we clean? I think we're clean. Are we clean? We're, we're clean, clean. We're clean we're and clean. clean. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about now. Okay, okay. If they do have questions, you can contact our legal team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So with that being said, we're going to move to an iHeartRadio personality, DJ Envy. The renowned DJ and co-host of the popular radio show, The Breakfast Club, has found himself in the headlines for an unexpected reason. It seems that DJ Envy's business 
a partner has been arrested in connection with a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi! MB, <laughs> as we now know, has been open about his involvement in various business ventures outside of his radio career from real estate investments to entrepreneurship. Um, he's not just a DJ, he's trying to become a savvy entrepreneur. But some would even say he's instead becoming a crook. JMV, I got my guy Caesar here. Now, it is the coldest day of the year. I'm buying in my business. Caesar called me Envy. I got a great crypto to look at. No, it's too cold. Grand Slam. It is too cold. Two degrees, the coldest day of the year. You see, I got this. I got gloves. I got all types of stuff. Money got no temperature, Envy. Money has no temperature. So we're out right now. We're looking at this home in Jersey. It's an amazing flip. It's pretty much done. So if you want more information about real estate, like this flip right here, this one, how much do you think we can make up this flip? Three, $375,000. You think we make that much? Yep, all day. There's nothing to do here. Just put up the TVs and move in. All right, well, maybe it was worth it. I, if you want to learn more about real estate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yikes. Um, that, was, that video was uh, from a house they allegedly flipped, encouraging people to attend one of these seminars for about $200. Sometimes they're on sale for $99. Uh, one of the many that they held um, over the years across the country, like they were holding these seminars like everywhere. Like they were nationwide with these seminars across the country. Well, that all changed um, when Caesar was arrested, his partner, uh, for his alleged involvement in a Ponzi scheme. One more time. It's on. a Ponzi! <laughs> Ponzi schemes are infamous for defrauding investors, and they often have a web of deception that's tough to untangle. Now, Caesar was released on a $1 million bond, but is now out under electronic monitoring. As a constructive measure, he has also been uh, prohibited from leaving the state of New Jersey as he might face charges for money laundering as well. If found guilty of the wire fraud, he could face a maximum of 20 years in prison and significant fines. NB is yet to be charged with anything, but the fact that he has so many videos like this cannot be helpful. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here with Caesar. Now, this is the three-family home that you guys see that we purchased a while ago, and we're actually doing something. We're making it bigger. Now, how are we making this bigger now? Well, right now, this first flip was kind of small. Mm -hmm. so we only had two bedrooms, so right now, if you can see, we're going to bump it out in the back. We got already the cement footings. Then we're going to add the cinder blocks. We're already rebarred. Next thing you know, we're going to go from two bedrooms to four bedrooms, more cash flow. You know what that means? So it's a two bedroom now. We're going to take off the back, make it bigger, make it a four bedroom. That means more cash, all right? Now, if you want to learn more about this, we hopefully will see you at our seminar in New York City at Amazora in Queens. We're going to be talking about all this, giving you a, a, a crazy description with real estate people, with agents, with hard money lenders, conventional lenders, and all that. So credit. hopefully we see you there. Everything. And credit. Absolutely. So, Ty, um, seems like a good deal, right? You know, $200 with a little seminar, get you out. How much, how much are these seminars? 200. You know, sometimes they don't sell for 99, depending on when you buy it. But yeah, And what you get out of the seminar, it doesn't talk about. You get to meet with like agents and like lenders and you get, you get your credit right, you know, all that stuff. Some diet exercise uh, <laughs> advice. No, not none of that. It's just about you know, none of that. You know, <laughs> generational uh, wealth. You know what I'm talking about? Good deal? No? I mean, it's because he's connected to this guy. What did he do wrong? 
I mean, Caesar got who? Who, who did who do wrong? DJ Envy or Caesar? Caesar got his own thing on the side, more than likely. DJ Envy's doing. Well, who's doing all the talking? Who's doing all the talking in these clips? Caesar got locked up for something else. I'd be like, oh no, he got locked up for something else. He didn't get, he didn't get locked up for what we was doing. Don't be calling my name. Don't be calling you. Caesar got his own thing. That's kind of what DJ said. Locked up for money laundering and some other things. That had nothing to do with our with our seminars. <laughs> I would throw who's big behind right under the bus. <laughs> That's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing. Um, and with that, uh, we have a top five list because we couldn't help to commemorate the occasion. Um, these are the top five people who tried to tell us not to invest with DJ Envy. The top five people who were on to DJ Envy. You ready? We love the top fives. Ready? Ready? Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. We're ready. All right, there we go. Top five. Here we go. Who's that fat nigga that's always you always trying to sell a house with this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> this fat nigga just stands in the back and just don't do nothing. You just do all the talking. What does he do? Did he build himself? He, do he he clean a car? What did the fuck this fat nigga do? <laughs> he owns like two two thousand <laughs> units of houses and stuff like that. And we teach people how to invest in houses. Why don't we teach him how to lose weight? Can we do that? Can we teach this nigga where the gym you is? You can't be fat shaming up here, Michael. Is there, any, is there any gym within 200 miles from where he lives? He lost like 65 pounds. Yeah, he lost weight. He lost and I He's guarantee on the way. He, he found it the next day. <laughs> he lost it, but he found it the next day. Michael Black said um so it seems like michael blackson was on to it like he knew something was awry with this whole little collaboration between these two people um someone else who uh thought that something was awry was comedian yamanika sanders i, I want to i want to get a house from you shit i, I don't see houses but what is you flipping something ain't it houses okay. or what the fuck you doing right. every time i see you doing something you flipping a house in new jersey or some shit like that no, I'm i thought you real sold too. houses i, no, but I you buy flipping... houses I, I fix them and i rent them out i'm not a realtor i'm trying to encourage people to buy homes and to create you should become wealth. a realtor okay but i'm trying to figure out because then you got the home and you try to make money off the home and you making money off the home yes ma'am so you selling the homes I'm selling rooms you, or apartments. I'm keeping it. SROs. Yeah, I'm keeping it. So oh, you the slumlord. I'm oh, you got four families worth of niggas living under one roof? Oh, oh my. my God. Did the government know? I'm trying Everything to encourage done... people to buy homes and to invest in themselves so they can always have property instead of continue to rent. By investing in you and get putting no. money in your pocket. Let's not act like you not making money. I'm just to the point I was making is you making money, right? I'm doing it the right way without getting got. But they got to get got by you before they don't get got. <laughs> She she you ain't supposed to be writing no rooms in the house. That's all illegal anyway. <laughs> exactly. She was on. She said, do the government know? <laughs> That's what she said. Does the government know? That's illegal. You always want <laughs> air admitting all this stuff. I'll try to help you. You stick with Over the years. Number three, uh, Chappelle show great. <laughs> Donnell Rollins. When I say that when you be in Paris in New Jersey, what your background look like, son? When I do, I say that with no, the name of Big it. Pun? No. When you be out there selling houses with Big Pun, son? <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout out to Caesar, man. Shout hey, hey, out to Caesar, man. Yo, that's how I do this every day, son. This nigga, this nigga bought Big Pun. Shout out to my brother. And the nigga selling houses, son. Yo, Breach. 
Tupac backside. Bring Tupac backside. nigga, you want you big, you want big butt back to life, and the niggas selling houses, son. They be getting him out of here over the I'm never gonna work in this town again. It's over for me. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Just a It's over for me. I'm never bargain personally. <laughs> Number two. When I first got into real estate, I called three people. I called Clue. Mm-hmm. I called Fabulous. Mm-hmm. I called Joe Button. Mm-hmm. Right. My desert storm family. And I said, hey, guys, I'm doing real estate. This is something that I think that, you know, you should invest a little bit of money in, try it out, and that way you can do it. We have not spoken about anything. And he calls me and starts talking about some real estate shit. For me, that's odd. (laughs) We don't speak. And now you calling me, telling me that your man's with the government and he could get the buildings and there's a list that would be me, you, and Queen Latifah and whatever the fuck he was saying. Because I was walking my dog in the backyard or something. I want to stop listening at this point. But that just sounded fishy. You give me some money. We're going to tell you. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. We're going Joe Button told me it was a Ponzi scheme and I was going to go to jail. <laughs> Fab was like, ah, I'll call you back. And Clue was like, nah, it's not for me. It's a party. So, why did he uh, tell this story? Why did he tell the story? Like, why did he tell that story? Because <laughs> he thought he was justifying and doing something. I think he really somebody, thought that he wasn't breaking the law. With Wait, somebody no, with more he, wisdom, explained to him that it was a Ponzi scheme he can go to jail. He may try to throw that back in his face like he was the idiot. But now, <laughs> people tell you, no, this is not one of those my teacher called me stupid back in the day situations. If all three people told you no, don't tell that story no more. And also, <laughs> and also another thing that's really fishy to me, Joe Budden said he was walking his dog in his backyard. Now, you walking a dog, that's fishy. Uh, uh, you know, oh, history yeah. of a dog. <laughs> yeah. does, he have, does, does he have like a like a restrainer, you know how like sexual priorities can't go around him and you him and uh, Britney Spears. They cannot be around folks. <laughs> I feel like that should be mandatory. Um, so yeah, that was uh, number two. I report to and all doggers when you move in town. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and number one um, happens. It starts off with DJ and be explaining this chain situation that you got. Um, so the winner of this one actually is. We're gonna be giving one lucky person one of these chains. Now these chains are serious. Whoever we give this chain to in our camp or our friends, they own properties and they invest. So we're gonna be giving one lucky person one of these chains, courtesy of Tajia Diamonds. So we're gonna be giving the chain, Pooch the, the jeweler. So we want to see you guys. Tickets are just ninety nine dollars right now. So get your tickets. We want to see you there September twenty six. All right. I invested not in real estate with him. And the platform that was supposed to help people invest in real estate. So however you fucking slice the pie, you know what I mean? And, and what's crazy is when I went to Miami, when I went to Miami, I'm fucking walking. And that fucking chain he gave me just broke off my fucking neck. I'm walking and she just broke. You know what I mean? So the chain, the chain was even trying to warn us. Can, <laughs> can, I, can I just say something that's totally unrelated to this topic? But maybe if you feel like... Sp- putting it in there maybe you can 
I am personally very leery of people who make it and want to see you make it with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like if I invested money in, let's say, real estate, or I invested money in clothing or in cell phones, I don't really need to tell you and put you onto that. So anytime I see people talking about, I can fix your credit, I can do this, I can do that. Why exactly? Or I can show you how to bet money. I can show you how to invest in stocks. If you're doing so well at this, why do you need to include me into it? Exactly. Just do it by yourself because you're doing so well. Let me just watch you be well. <laughs> <laughs> nobody got time to be helping nobody. Because nobody, because in, in reality, you wouldn't even teach me how to tie my shoe. But yeah, you want to teach me how to invest in stocks, like please, so that I can be competition for you. It's not gonna happen. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like it. It people sell this dream. It's like, what do you have? Like, let's roll these assets out so we can see what you've done with it. Or even the, people that do like, um, oh, I teach you how to market your podcast, or I teach you how. You know, what I'm saying like, okay, if you if you market the podcast, why don't you just market the podcast? Just, just be, do that. That's what you do. That's what you do. Why are you, why are you doing this whole seminar thing for you? Exactly. I mean, there were, the point of this is like when you train anyone to do anything, right? It's all baloney. Like you you pay for the ideas to put the ideas in their head. That you know they're not going to see through. That's like I become. A, I'm, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I'm going to get you all fit. It's like if you were to get fit, you would have. You would have went. Like it didn't. Right. You don't need me. Like like when you wanted to be a motivational speaker. I remember you said you wanted to be a motivational. Speaker. I still do. I'll be full of shit. Like I mean, why not get paid? Yeah, but even even with the motivational speaker, there'll be people that'll put this stuff out. Like, oh, I can teach you how to be a motivational yeah. speaker. And I can t- I can show you how to get gigs. But then you do it. Like you don't need to show me how to do it. You do it. Like PR people, like oh, I could teach you how to be a PR person. Come to our PR seminar. You know, just do it. Just do it, and I'll watch you, and then I'll figure it out by watching you. Exactly. Yeah. Or I'll reach out and ask questions. But why are you selling? Why are you they're selling? Gonna, they're not gonna answer the questions. You got. You got to go to this seminar and get that. I got to pay for the seminar. <laughs> you gonna stop getting your money though. Guys, you might have a late start of the year entry. Um, we only have four shows left this year. Um, yeah, Dex is coming up, like, because we gotta be off before Thanksgiving. Um, so we got, got, so this is, we got three more shows after this show. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Brian McKnight, legendary RB singer, has taken pettiness to a whole new level. Um, here are the details of this one. On October 21st, uh, the most talented singer of Back at One and Let Me Show You How This Kitty Works. Brian <laughs> McKnight, uh, <laughs> forget about that song. <laughs> you gonna act like that never happened. I love this. Uh, <laughs> Brian Renight took to his Instagram to share a momentous announcement in a post featuring his son, um, Brian Kanoa Makoa McKnight Jr. He unveiled that not only uh, will he be changing his son's name, but he'll be changing his own name as well. And also, uh, the title of his latest album is going to be called McKnight Time Lullabies. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this is so funny to me. He wrote in the post. So proud to introduce our son, Brian Kanoa Makoa Jr. to the world with the release of my new album, Lovingly Created for Him. Junior, because I'm so proud to officially announce that I have legally changed my name to exactly match my legacies. So no McKnight there. My legal name is now Brian Kanoa Makoa McKnight Sr. McKnight Tom Lullabies, the songs of a father to his namesake available now. 
Uh, Brian's decision to change his name comes after significant changes in his personal life over the past few years. He welcomed his son with his wife, Leilani Mendoza McKnight, in January. Additionally, he has embraced the role of stepfather to Leilani's two children, Jack and Julia, from a previous relationship. However, it's complex. Brian McKnight's son, Brian McKnight Jr., who actually named after him the first time he had a kid, uh, he's been estranged from him for years. He responded to his father's name change on social media. When asked if he would consider changing his name to distance himself, Brian Jr. expressed a deep connection to his family history, stating that he's not ashamed of the names that his ancestors had. <laughs> okay. I'll never change the name my own son now has. We are witnessing an obscene level of self-hate that has reached mental illness status at this point. All we can do is pray for that man and my new little brother, who we will all welcome with open arms one day once he realizes who his real family is. Legacy isn't in the name, it's in the character of the people. It will all be quite clear soon that who's on the right side of all of this because there's no escaping what's coming. The story's backdrop includes past controversies around Brian McKnight Sr.'s relationships, particularly concerning allegations of abandoning his children from his first marriage. These issues resurfaced in 2020 after social media posted to his stepdaughter saying that he was happy to have, quote unquote, the perfect daughter he always wanted. He'd already had a daughter previously with his ex-wife. So this, this, this was a very weird post. At the time, McKnight stated that I never abandoned anyone. Our estrangement was mutual, but those posts made any roads towards reconciliation and acknowledging them a dead issue. And I changed my will the next day, end quote. Uh, so very uh, tenuous and nasty relationship. Guys, on a scale of one to 10, how petty is it that Brian McKnight changed his name so that he could have a new Four. Oh, four. Not that bad. Okay. Yeah, because like at first I was like, he's disgusting. This is a 10. Then when yeah. I saw the family, I was like, this is a 20. But now you can't tell me that you we're both we've got into it with each other. Like, so we both fell out with each other. It's not like Brian just left and went on by his business. You did it too. Like we both were like, we don't fool with each other. So uh, I mean that could have. We don't know the ins and outs, but he said it. They said that they, both of them said the estra the estrangement. I like that word too. The estrangement was like mutual. So like we don't like each other, right? But why? But do you not like him because he wasn't around and he's defensive about it now? Or is there an actual claim for himself to be upset about it as well? That's kind of the question we don't. That's what I, think, I feel like we're not seeing Brian's side in this because what he's doing is crazy what to us. Brian? Like. Uh, the original. <laughs> Let's go back at one. <laughs> that one. He has. He's a. He's a, for whatever reason he has to be upset. Like he, I'm sure he has it or whatever. And we don't know that because what we see is this situation, and we're like, oh, this is insane. Like because it's abnormal to see that. But like, it seems like he does have reason to have issues with his children too. Ty is writing someone out the will a bit aggressive. I, I I was gonna say that I said I think I, I don't really care about you changing your name. I think the pettiest thing to do is to go back and change your will. It's like when I die, I don't, you won't have any. Like I, I <laughs> what? You don't like me. You don't like me. Like so 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 this is what I think in this matter. It's like if your if your kids are that bad, I understand. Like, if you're like, listen, y'all doing too much, y'all causing too much drama, I'm not talking to y'all every day, got too much going on. 
But at this, at the end of the day, like for your mental health, you feel like you can't talk to them. Fine. But those are still your kids. So I'm not going to go out of my way to make sure I hurt them or that I distance myself from them. I'm just telling you, like, you're doing too much. So I'm not going to talk to you, but I'm not doing all this. And I'm not going to go online talking about them. I changed my will instantly. I'm not changing my will to remove my kids. It's like dumb as hell. I added my I added my new kids. Add <laughs> <laughs> kids that are not yours. Like I'm not like I, I you know I'm all for blended families. Like I get it, y'all do y'all thing, but I'm not about to take my biological children out and put yours in. I have to know. I, I don't know. I just feel like I know that it sounds crazy, and I know like we're all on the same page, or whatever. But I feel like we need his side of the story too, because like I do agree that he doesn't have a side. Like, Taking somebody out of the will, in my opinion, is extreme. But like, I just don't feel like people. No, just this is a, I'm Brian McKnight. I'm your father. I gave you everything. You should be grateful. You're not acting grateful enough. Hugh, I got new kids. That's his side of the story. Okay, well, if that's how he feels. I'm not sure. I don't think that's a bad thing either. What do you mean that's not a bad thing, Dex? Like, they're still his kids. Because I think they, they, didn't, they didn't ask to be hit. They didn't ask to be abandoned. They didn't ask to be Brian McKnight's kids. So they're just supposed to put up with it just because they were born. I'm I'm just saying like I feel like maybe they played a part in the in this breakup as well of their family. They're the kids, you're their father. You want them to be like you know when you make it, you want people that you worked hard, pulled yourself up from your bootstraps, blah blah blah. You want people to be grateful for you. And it's yeah. like I'm not fucking grateful. I'm your kid. I, I don't want you to pull yourself about your bootstraps like I did. You know, the, the purpose of you working hard was your legacy and everything else. Well, here I am. I'm your legacy. I'm a little asshole. Um, what do you no, think? My legacy is going to cover my new album. <laughs> <laughs> that one's just a baby. That one's going to grow up and feel the same way. Well, he won't be around, so he'll be all right. Touche. He's 54 years old with a newborn. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, when he you talk about midlife crisis, just like you left him this is crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, best of luck to Brian Knight Jr. in the family. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's tough. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's tough. Huh. Hey. Up, then it's up. If it's up, then it's tough. Huh. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's tough. Huh. I look very writer, director. How Paramount Global handled the potential sale of BET Black Entertainment Television. Tyler Perry was among a group of notable figures, including Diddy, Byron Allen, and others who had expressed interest but ultimately passed on it because Paramount, he says, was trying to price gouge. During a recent Bloomberg Equality Summit in Atlanta, Tyler had this to say about. Whole situation. Well, I do want to mention BET. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Yeah, I was disappointed about that. Okay. Yeah, I was disappointed about about it for for a number of reasons. Um, just the sale, the way it all ha happened, the to offer to sale, the way it happened, was um, um, disrespectful on a lot of levels. Mm. And my hope. Is I'm oh Lord, I'm trying to be so careful. I say this, uh, take your but, time. but <laughs> take your time, make this say in church. I, I just think that if you're going to approach business with anyone, approach it like you do with everyone. Mm -hmm. So don't try to make me pay 
a value for something that is not worth anywhere near the value that you're asking. But I understand that's business. I understand how it goes. You want to get the maximum number. But there's a difference between the maximum number and a ridiculous number. So, so uh, God bless them. I'm still working there with them, and I wish them all the best. A couple of follow-up questions. Do you hope? Of to course, you're going to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> so, uh, do you plan on revisiting this no, because you provide no. so much content? No. For the okay. no, no, there's nothing to revisit. Yeah. Okay. Even yeah. with your stake um, in BET Plus. There's nothing to revisit. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's nothing to revisit. I I I, I understand the position that the global company is in, and I understand what they need to do, but there's nothing to revisit, mm -hmm. yeah. There were reports back in August that he offered up to $2 billion for BET and they turned it down saying they wanted more. I'm not sure how true that number is, but sounds ridiculous to me. So <laughs> it seems like it might fit. Um, guys, what do you think? Was this more of a loss for BET or more of a loss for Tyler Perry? Uh, BET because they're still playing his stuff like on the, the stations right now and stuff. So it's kind of like a, I feel like, I feel like he could have rebranded and made them or himself even more money and like produce more content and put amazing shows like Bro Talk Live on Paramount. Yeah, he has a whole studio. Like he could have done that stuff, and I think that he might have been like the right person to do it. But I do have a question, though. And by the way, that journalist was incredible. Like, she did really well with getting in there and getting that question asked and getting an answer to it, too. But remember when Tyler Perry had a son? What happened with it? Uh, he still has it. He was just saying, he was talking about he later. Still has yeah. <laughs> he was talking about later in the interview how he's excited and how he's kind of the main part of his life and all that stuff. But yeah, he's still around. He, I just he remember, like, he definitely had a kid. And it's just like, well, what happened to the kid? He was married. Was he married or something like that? He was talking to somebody, but he never got married. No, he wasn't married. Yeah, he just uh, was knocking somebody up. You know how but the is. child is still with him um, and apparently doing well. So. Good. Okay. I'm just curious. No Brian McKnight over there? Brian Brian McKnight. Oh, I was about to say the same thing. I guess I can move on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, he would have done a good job with it. I don't think I care that much. As it's been a long time since I've seen Anything on BET or Paramount Plus, such such things don't exist where I live. Oh, well, Paramount Plus is a streaming app. <laughs> you just don't got the nine If one of you would like to give me the uh, your password, no, I'm sure the only thing you're going to watch on Paramount Plus is SpongeBob, and then sometimes um, football games will come up on there too. Like yeah. once they come on, like uh, I guess the CBS. Sometimes they'll come on there. You don't watch football. So I'll pass. Yeah, Jesse Smollett. And a surprising development has sought help at a rehab uh, treatment facility. Would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> According to a representative from uh, Smollett's camp, he has quietly been working hard on his personal growth and now has taken the necessary steps towards healing. Um, that does not discount any drug rumors. Apparently, there has been some, uh, how do you say it, revelation that the brothers that were in this whole thing with him were bringing him drugs um you know. so apparently he might be in drug treatment as well the rep stated that jesse has had an extremely difficult past few years um and that they're proud of him for taking these necessary necessary steps uh smollett is reportedly in an outpatient program so he's not at a facility but he's at home chilling uh, it's worth noting that Jesse's decision to seek rehab comes amidst an ongoing appeal in his Chicago criminal case. He was previously found guilty of lying to the police about an alleged attack back in 2019. 
Uh, despite being sentenced to 150 days in jail, as we all know, he was released uh, on appeal. Justice for the gay Tupac. <laughs> in other news, uh, a wax figure of Lil Wayne displayed at a Hollywood wax museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, re recently gained uh, attention on social media. Uh, these clips went viral, leading to an unexpected reaction from Lil Wayne himself. Uh, who tweeted, sorry, Wax Museum, but that ain't me. You tried, though, and I appreciate that. Very kind of Lil Wayne. That was kind of Very delusional of Lil Wayne, too. Delusional? Why? Has he not looked in the mirror? That looks just like him. That, what's your name, Dax? That looks terrible. That looks. He looks terrible, too. Yeah, like, that's not a good job. Like, that thing is ugly. He's ugly, but that's not ugly. That's not the same ugly, yeah. Maybe not the right outfit, but everything else on par. <laughs> not that like, thing. That was like a badass kid. That's so to say. They gave him more hair than the ass. This isn't the first time the celebrity wax figure has gotten attention this week as Dwayne The Rock Johnson reacted to his own wax model in the museum in Paris, sparking a similar uproar over skin tone accuracy here. As we see, uh, he looks like Mr. Clean. That's supposed to be The Rock, everyone. Uh, just yes, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Andrew Tate. <laughs> Sean King. <laughs> but it looks like they nailed this one for Travis Barker. Like, that looks exactly like him. Mm -hmm. So it's just a no, wonder how they can just work such magic um, with a certain set of people. Whereas we get this for Lil Wayne. <laughs> well, that looks like magic to me. And get this for the rock. Uh, do you think black people should just boycott uh, wax statues altogether? No, because in Vegas, at the Madame Tussauds one, there's a, a Nicki Minaj one that looks like it, just like that woman. It's insane how perfect it looks. I've oh, never seen a good Beyonce wax figure, though, so she should definitely tell them, don't make no more wax figures of me. They all look like not her. I, I, maybe it's just difficult to capture certain people's features. No, there's plenty of the rock statues that look perfect. This, I don't know what's wrong with this one. Like it's uh, the skin tone. The skin the tone. The head's a little too like his head's longer. His head is too like circular here. It looks like he works at uh, Office Depot. Yeah, and like <laughs> when he put that outfit on, <laughs> when he put that outfit. Yeah, like, what's up with the fit? Like, what's this? <laughs> Last week, we forgot to get to the finals of the Hip Hop 50. Um, we did we did the poll every we didn't talk about it on the show. We, we didn't like where things were headed. Uh, <laughs> the final was Jay-Z versus Tupac. Uh, what do you guys th what do you guys thought this ended up winning? What do you think? Obviously, Jay-Z. But I do think it's good that Tupac made it this far. Tupac. In the poll. Jay-Z did win, so congratulations to Jay-Z, the number one seed in the whole tournament, winning the Hip Hop 50. So uh, I'm not mad at that. I guess not. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Ended up uh, much worse, much less exciting than I thought it was going to be. But uh, shout out to Drake for making it at least to the Elite Eight before he was robbed. Just stick Drake in there. Elite Four. Final Elite Four. four. <laughs> Try. We snuck him in there. Time for q and got a question. Who's hosting this one? 
I do it. All right, guys, Q&A. This is the part of the show where you Q and we do our very best to A. Will is out today, so I'm going to step in and do the Q&A segment. All right, guys, let's see what we got today. Let's go. So this question, I think, comes from a female, and they uh, say... Um, no, it's blue on one side, pink on the other. I don't, I don't discriminate no. So we don't know the sex of this person yet. Maybe we'll know by the time it ends, and maybe it doesn't matter at all. So I recently landed a new job and everything was going great until I realized that my direct supervisor is someone I used to bully back in high school. We're talking about a decade ago, and I thought we both moved past our teenage drama. But here's the kicker. The same person also happens to be my current husband's ex. They dated in high school, and it was quite a messy breakup. It's like the universe is playing some cosmic joke on me. Now, I'm trying to be professional at work, but there is this history, and I can't shake the feeling that it's all incredibly awkward. How do I navigate this triple-layered craziness without it affecting my career, my marriage, or my sanity? Beat the ass again. <laughs> Catch him in the bathroom and beat him up again. Like, didn't you know? You you know what it is. I beat you to beat you up again. I beat you right now. I took your man then, and I got him now. <laughs> And now next, I'm going to take your job. Like, what's up? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> no. Oh. What? Right. That's what I would do. Are you insane? That's what I would do. i catch you right in the bathroom. Say, I know you remember me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you obviously got the job without um, her consent. So does she have that much power? Because I'm sure she... Your supervisor would have stopped your ass from getting in there in the first place. You beat her up in high school, stole her man, married him, and now you work under her, and you you expect how to navigate this uh, awkward situation. Bitch, go ahead with yourself. <laughs> I can guarantee you the lowest paid person in the office because she knows who you are. She playing with you with your paycheck. How do you navigate this awkward situation? Like you're a bully. Like you probably still are. This like, is conversation. Yeah, the revenge is those performance reviews every year where we get to talk about whether or not you're getting a raise. That's that's the revenge. And I feel like that's why she hired you in the first place because she knew with the power that she would have. So now that's petty. That's you really got to beat her up again if she plays with your money. Like what did Donald say? Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> Plastic everywhere. <laughs> Man. That's a good question. I like this. That was yeah. funny, y'all. That was a good one. All right, we right, didn't so give any advice because we don't have any, so just move on. Yeah. We didn't bully nobody in high school. We wasn't <laughs> a high school bully. And like, who does that? <laughs> nope, for like, more, work for yourself. Yeah, right. For more questions, you guys can <laughs> you guys can go to www.brotalklive.com backslash questions and give us some good questions. We really, really love doing this part of the show. We only have four more episodes left, so really get those questions in. Jason? Jason. Jason and company. Jason and company. Yo. All right, so for this week in the clips, we have the following category. It is clips to Americas. We have two Americas. So we're going to visit the other side of America that we don't normally visit, and here we go. I chose those again. I'm so scared of my vagina touching the water. Jackie, you just ruined my snack. 
<laughs> they were in uh, a pool. Would you guys go to something like that? Like on a pier or something? Like just chilling in the water while you eat your, eat your food? Yeah, oh, they, would. Like they were doing that on purpose? Yeah, they were doing that on purpose. That was an actual restaurant. You thought it was a flood? No. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a flood. <laughs> I chose something else. Jackie, you just ruined my snack. Oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to that restaurant. Don't bring me to that. Oh, well, I want to sit in dirty ass water and eat. It wasn't dirty before they got there. I'm still scared of my vagina touching the water. Like, why would you even be in there then? Did you see that person with their feet up? It's always fine with their feet up. But no. <laughs> look, look at the person, you go see him halfway through the video. They got their feet up on that one. I chose something. Else. Jackie, you just ruined my snack. <laughs> like, you to walk through that water to, to get in there, and then you're gonna put your feet up. Yeah, nasty. Very nasty. Filthy <laughs> water. Like, you like that? Really good. <laughs> you just wanted to get on camera. That's all that was. Oh, you know, taking that background. <laughs> I see you wrote it. Um, number two, another kind of bad. This time in the inner city. Man, ain't no way, bro. This only in New Orleans, y'all. Watch this shit. Keep this shit up. Cause I thought I was tripping, but I know I ain't tripping. Shit. How long y'all been in there, man? How long y'all been in there? Thirty minutes. <laughs> no, that was the same thing in both videos. <laughs> what was in New Jersey? What was in New Orleans? That's the same thing. They were in, they were in a pothole. Yeah, well, like, the other one was too. I thought that was a flood as well. That one, that one absolutely was a flood. My gosh, like you saw people in the pothole. You were way deep. Oh, about 30 minutes. He said, how long y'all been in there? They keep baking in there. And they're not going to go home and wash their feet either. I guarantee you they're not. Uh, oh they have Man, ain't no way, bro. This only in New Orleans, y'all. Watch this shit. Keep this shit up. Because I thought I was tripping. But I know I ain't tripping, shit. How long y'all been in there, man? How long y'all been in there? Uh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes? <laughs> Did you see the? Yeah. Okay. What was he doing there? <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> he was integrating. <laughs> he was with the homies. Some of them I respect, but you, what were you doing there? What were you doing? <laughs> you saw them feet was curled up though. They was on that submission. Yeah, but you should have been there. You should have been there. <laughs> like unacceptable. I love the concern of the person. Like, how long have y'all been? Like, you know what's crazy though? Now in my head, I'm thinking about how I would do the same thing. That means that man drove past them, saw uh -huh. them, and he was like, "I got to go back. Said, oh, hell I got to no. go back." <laughs> he said, "Oh hell no! Somebody got to see this. This needs to be played on Bro Talk." Wow, wow, that's great. All right, um, number three happens. Uh, I don't even know what this one is. Oh, we're going. Oh, sorry. You could do this one. This is that family reunion or something, some sort of a shindig. Uh, where Our someone has, 
Yes, uh, <laughs> our specialty. This would be considered a barbecue, not um, a cookout, since, you know, other Americans. <laughs> <laughs> now, excuse me? Because <laughs> that was necessary? She was mad about something. Yeah. You, know what I was you know what I was thinking about, though? That's a weak-ass bitch. Like, they didn't go very far. <laughs> we, we went far enough. Look, the, the no, but like you take them at full speed, and like they was like tipped over a little bit. Like, no, if I do that, you want you have to move further than that. And, and, I'm gonna do it again. And she fell and flew the same amount, of, the same distance. That yeah, they and she like equal force. Like you, 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 you gotta work on that. Could like, not. Once, could not. Be. Couldn't be me because I'm gonna see her big behind running. I'm gonna move. <laughs> Why are you talking about this? And nobody's gonna warn me that this gorilla is running towards me. About to run me over? That is crazy. She took off like a linebacker. Yeah, like, can you imagine if you just move out the way and she tried to stop herself as <laughs> like is her ass falls? She just runs into the table. Why does she do that? Like, I mean, when you get it, you got to put that one down. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, a woman confronts a man who shouldn't be, I guess, at a pond fishing. Get your ass out of here. Have you got license? You saw me. I mean, I just want to fish, ma'am. Oh, no, no. Hell, you can't fish. You, ain't, you don't know how to fish. You don't even wear the right kind of clothes. You got damn stupid shoes on anyway. Where'd you get them ugly breeches? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> God. This clip right here is the best clip of the night. Check, check, check. <laughs> <laughs> she she was right <laughs> <laughs> you know, mental illness. Somebody come get this lady. <laughs> well, yeah. She called him an asshole to rap Get your ass out of here. If you got license, you saw me. I mean, I just want to fish, ma'am. Oh, no, no. Hell, you can't fish. You, ain't, you don't know how to fish. You don't even wear the right kind of clothes. You got damn stupid shoes on anyway. Where'd you get them ugly breeches? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> You know, ugly britches, you asshole. You know she owned them. She had a couple. I mean, I think she out there. She probably in that, in that trailer doing meth. She got, she got. No, concerned. that lady has. A, she owns slaves. She for sure owns slaves. She owns she, slaves? She, yes, and she thinks she still does. That's why she thinks the man can't fish. I can show you better than I can tell you, Ursula. Where are them ugly britches? <laughs> she said you got the wrong shoes on. Where the hell you get them britches? You asked. You, you see how that dimension, the dimension was out, and then they clicked right back in when she started reading down his attire, talking about his shoes and his clothes or whatever. Them you gotta watch people like that because they be yeah. acting like I don't got it all there because they don't want you to punch him in the face. But then yeah, you you talk about my shoes and my clothes or whatever. It should have killed you. <laughs> like, like Snoopy a little bit. What's up that face? You said Snoopy. Yeah, it's like Snoopy a little bit. <laughs> She used to drag right. back in the day. You know she, you know she used to drag back in the day. He said drag back in the day? Yeah. Look at that. Mm. She looks like Donald Trump. I can see Trump. You see that swoop over there just like Trump? Trump wishes he was skinny. Look at that neck. Oh, my God. 
wish her the absolute best. And uh, like you gotta watch your grandma when she's not in her right mind. Like you'll be leaving her out harassing people and stuff. Might gonna stalk that lady. We hope she enjoys her remaining years. All right. Um, with that, we will yeah. move on to the last segment of the day uh, into America. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. This is my mom's car. Okay. Well, you need to call your mom up here and give me your insurance card. I'm calling the police. Thank you so much. Get your car with us. What the hell is wrong? You, you, you get in the car. You get in the car. You get in my car. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> he, he won because that was he confused. <laughs> he, but you know, when he when he's like, This is my mom's car, and he was getting in there, I knew he was gonna try to drive away. I just thought he would get away with it. I didn't think that he would crash into another car. Where do you think he ran he in the car? I'm a, like, did he steal it? Like, why? That, he what, I was, you know, he grabbed his keys and started running around. You know, you, you when you get when you lose your car in the mall parking lot and you and you be running around, you just pressing the button. That's what he was doing. Like, he's trying to find another car. Like, he what was on, he, he was on insurance. Yeah, he was on insurance. I feel like he stole his mama's key cards. He was on insurance, tried to go to the store and, and size swipe that girl, tried to get away. Um, and it was up. Yeah. But what and about your car? I paid two folks. <laughs> Like, could you imagine coming out the store and seeing that and that's your card that's like torn up like that? I'll be pissed. And he's gone, so I can't even get like what's going on. Like, what am I? Where did he to? go? Where do you think he went? Home. <laughs> <laughs> the mom's like, "Where's my car?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, All right, which clip wins this week? It's hard. I one, uh, the one at what was that? The one at the pool. Uh, the, the one, <laughs> the one in the store that was in that that, that little ditch. Um, <laughs> Bridges asshole. Uh, tackling or the car wreck. I don't. This actually really is hard, but I, I it's either, it's mm, I don't know, either tackle or car wreck for me. I like where you get the all the bridges asshole. I do like her too. <laughs> Um, I think bridges. I'm gonna go. It's either sewer for me or ugly bridges. Let's do ugly bridges. I think we all can agree. Ugly bridges. Yeah. Oh. All right. Shout out to ugly bridges. You're advancing to the pro Get your ass out of here. If you got license, you saw me. I mean, I just want to fish, ma'am. Oh no, no hell, you can't fish. You ain't. You don't know how to fish. You don't even wear the right kind of clothes. You got damn stupid shoes on anyway. Where'd you get them ugly bridges? <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> she dragged him. She read him up. You see her eyes going up. <laughs> she did. You know she was out of her mind. And she kind of came to and she's like fishing. And then she <laughs> 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 got the right kind of shoes on. <laughs> now you can go. The World Truck Awards was in December. 
Yes, they'll be in December. She probably won't see it, but like, just so you know, make it. You don't think she won't make it? No. Well, we hope she does. If so, uh, we will invite you, ma'am, to be on the award show and celebrate. (laughs) I'm going to find this woman and reach out to her for sure. I'm going to do it. So we can deliver her reward? Yes. Did she have yes report? Um, just a little statement I wanted to make. All right, let's do it. Well, the first thing I want to say really quickly is that, like, and I don't know why this debate keeps coming up, but Lincoln University was founded before Cheney University. Like, Lincoln University is the first degree-granting historically Black college or university. Right. Like, we don't care if y'all still in the class. If y'all didn't get none at the end of it, what was the point? And, 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 like, on social media, they put this thing, the shade room of all places, put this thing up, and they're like, who would be the president of these schools? And they said... Meek Mill would be the president of Cheney University. Personally, I'd be offended if I graduated from a four-year institution and you say the president would be Meek Mill. Wouldn't be something that I'd be proud of. But people from Cheney are very proud of that. Whatever. (laughs) But then it goes into this whole thing because they said that Cheney was the first. And people were like, the Shea Room confirmed it. Cheney's the first university, uh, first HBCU. It's like, no, guys. And I know y'all know better than that, too. Cheney was founded and they were created and they were built before Lincoln University. However, they were built as an extension of high school. And then okay. after Lincoln came around in 1854 and started giving out degrees, then Cheney said, ah, let's give out degrees, too. And then they start giving out degrees. So, yes, the building was built, but y'all weren't doing anything with the building, but teaching these people to say something they learned in high school. Let's stop this. We got to stop having this debate. I don't think it makes any sense. And it's really offensive to me that y'all keep doing this. It's stupid. It's <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, because I love a little competition or whatever, but y'all don't even have a football team. What are we doing? They have homecoming. Well, it's canceled. Yeah, they have a homecoming, and it's alumni that comes to their homecoming. Yeah, but as far as students, there's 22 of them. What are we doing? It rained out this year. I think it was the same weekend as Lincoln's homecoming. But, uh, well, ours, and guess what? People they have anything. They didn't have anything to hold people there, so really no point. Uh, so just laying, just laying. So uh, we look. Misinformation is everywhere. Uh, we understand that um, people have been going around, including uh, someone close to you, Dex, who recently did something at Cheney, uh, who said that you know Cheney was the first. I didn't like that either. I let it go, but you know, you know, I'm gonna let it go. I'm here for harmony, all HBCU harmony. So as we all grow, I feel like, you know, we all we should all lift each other up. So I wish Cheney and their alum the absolute best. But, you know, for me and mine, we recognize Lincoln as the first. Thank you. And just uh, listen. I mean, or else I would have chose Cheney, but is Cheney still Cheney State? Cheney's a state school, yeah. Even if I went to Cheney, 
I would not be delusional enough to be like, it was the first, like literally some of my best friends went to Cheney and one of them will not say that Cheney is the first HBCU. She would not say that because she's not stupid. But the That's other one, I don't know, whatever. So I guess we, it's can agree, we can agree to disagree. We, the records will stand the test. Wait, of time. You know, someone who went to Cheney who doesn't say, I've never met anyone who went to Cheney that will, like people try to argue with me. She probably, oh, say, she probably won't say. She probably won't say it publicly. She won't say it publicly, but she is. She knows the truth. Like, and also, if you go, never mind. Is Westchester an honorary HBCU? I'm not sure. Which absolutely is. not. They're not honoring. No, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no such thing as an honorary HBCU. Not Temple either. <laughs> I don't Temple, know that. Temple wants to be a black school so bad it doesn't even make any sense. You're not. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, the location. I was asking. I just wasn't familiar with the demographics of the, the community there. I, I I wasn't trying to do too much. Um, Jason, if you went to Westchester, it's two different Americas. I'll tell you that. Okay, <laughs> she's going over there. We're better. Than hey, like this is why you don't fool with people like this. Can you get this girl off the show? <laughs> There's this just delusional. And what's more delusional? People who went to PWIs and have comments about HBCUs or Cheney thinking that they were first. Like, I, I can't tell which one's more delusional. I have to be rude. I've never seen Westchester Pride before. That was interesting. They come out like roaches. Like, I, it is insane. Like, when you mention Westchester, like, I went there, I went there. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the college version of the Philadelphia people understand this. It's like the college version of Girls High. Oh Roaches. God. I've never seen nothing like it. It is insane. <laughs> 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 Disclaimer, uh, let's change all the things that said Dex to Jason. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm going to be the one sleeping on the couch, not you. So, like, you, you're okay. <laughs> all right. Um, thanks, Dex, for the uh, wonderful seat slash BS report. I appreciate you clearing up all of that confusion. Um, any announcements for, for things this week? No, I'll clear. We uh, hope you tune in next week for the Halloween edition of Bro Talk Live. Remember, best way to help us grow is by hitting that subscribe button. Um, give us a like as well, or share your share our show with your friends and family. Your support means the world to us, so we can keep this brotherhood thriving. It's Bro Talk Live for Dex, for Ty, for Bill. This has been another edition, and we will see you guys next week. Happy Halloween.